Welcome home radio podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate, lending, and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate lending and learning come together. It is June 28th. So excited to have you here with us today. We're going to be discussing a very interesting topic about HECM, or Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. But first, I want to welcome my co-host, Jeff, Tom, Alan. How are you guys doing today? Morning. Good morning. Doing great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys, I am so excited about this, finally getting certified on reverse mortgages. I think this is a great direction and availability for the industry uh, for these reasons. First off, baby boomers. Baby boomers literally as of this year. Blair, what is a reverse mortgage? I'm going to get there. Just (laughs) chill out. What's a baby boomer? But a baby boomer I will get to right now. Baby boomers, they are now 62 years and older. Therefore, in Texas, as well as across our nation, they're able to use a reverse mortgage. What is a reverse mortgage? A home equity conversion mortgage is a HECM. And what that really is in basic terms is you're going to be able to borrow the equity out of your home, but not have a mortgage payment to pay back. If that's one way you're looking at it, whether you own the home, whether you still have a mortgage on it, or you can actually do what's called a HECM for purchase now. And that's where a lot of our show today is going to be discussing because that opens up opportunities in the market for so many. But a home equity conversion mortgage is a mortgage loan specialty designed for 62 years and older. It allows the borrower to convert a portion of their home equity into liquidity without giving their title to their home, meeting any underwriting guidelines and traditional mortgages, and taking on a monthly mortgage payment. So having no payment penalties, having no mortgage payments, this is a great way to utilize the equity in the home and not losing the home itself and or any opportunity for it to, to having to be paid back. And so a lot of people in these challenging times, they may want to use their equity, but not gain or additional payout of monthly mortgages. This reverse allows that to happen. And initially, reverse mortgages were known very poorly. They were ways that the bank is still in my home. Uh, All of these things, the guidelines have been redone for that, that you will never lose the equity position you have in your home, therefore owning the home. able to uh, leave that home to your heirs, that sort of thing is still there and will be there. So no prepayment penalties, nothing along that line, but that takes in three key values. It takes in age, it takes in the value of the home, and then of course the interest rate that'll be utilized. And so those are the three things that they look at to see if a fixed or an arm payout option is good for you. 
So what are what are people looking at? There's two ways to go about this. One, I'm having a tough time every month to get food on the table or making my bills. My cost of living has gone up, whatever, but I'm on a fixed income. I want to tap into something I own. I own my home outright. This is me right now in the sense of I, I have my home paid off. I have only the insurance and the taxes to pay on it. But if I ever want to touch the equity in my home, I would consider a reverse mortgage so that I don't gain an additional cost structure to my monthly payouts. And I'm able to take that equity and utilize it. And that can come out in two ways for me. It can come out as a lump sum one-time payment, or it can come out as a, a, a lump sum plus monthly payments for X amount of years. I, I say I want $2,500 a month. And I calculate that, and that's going to give it up to eight years that you can receive that $2,500 payment per month. These are types of ways to allow these folks to meet their requirements, their cost requirements of life and living conditions without adding a monthly mortgage payment. And so those, those payments, plus you can gain a line of credit. A lot of times people can set these up and just have a line of credit available that they pull from when they need it and put it back when they don't. Now they never have to pay it back, but it is a line of credit that you're able to gain and have there for a business reason, for trips, for whatever reason you might want to touch, you can pull that equity in their home. Does this make sense so far? I have a question. Yeah. So let's say I'm, I don't know, 75 years old. I take out, for your example, the eight years. After eight years, if I say, hey, you know what? I'm still here. I'm still having a good time enjoying life. Do I extend the current uh, HECM that, that I'm working with or would I do another reverse mortgage? At that you point? can go what's called a HECM to HECM refinance. And that means you're able to tap into the additional equity your home over that eight years has grown if that's what you're able to do and recalculate that. But yes, you are able to do that and extend, but it all is a recalculation on the equity that's still valued in the home. Normally a HECM disbursement guidelines is 60% of principal and or mandatory obligations. So mandatory obligations and 10% or 60% of principal is an estimated of what you're able to tap into and utilize. Now there are costs to those things, there are control. For example, let's say Eddie owns his home outright, principal of two hundred thousand. Closing cost on this loan is twenty thousand. That means he has an available credit line of one hundred eighty thousand available to him. Under the fixed rules, he's able to utilize one hundred thousand dollars and leaves eighty thousand in there because you're only able to touch the mandatory obligations plus ten percent or 60% of the principal. Under an arm rule, meaning adjustable, he's able to take out 100,000 with the 80,000 of a line of credit that he's able to take out in the second year or longer or later. So there's just different situations have to be handled differently, but lump sums can be done or what's called an arm where you can receive mandatory pay monthly payments or annual payments after the second year. So you're able to take out more money on that. So with that example you just you just stated, 
that's how that I'm taking out money to, to, to benefit me out of the equity, but yet I'm not losing my home and I still have something to leave to my child. That's right. Which, is a, a big, which is a big concern. If it's your money, is it taxable when you get it? Good. You would have already paid taxes on it when you paid that paid right. that out, but, correct? Okay. So well, what, you, it falls under the rule of you taking equity out of your house uh, that we're allowed to if you've owned it for two years. It falls under that uh, rule as far as uh, accessing your equity in your house is never taxable. Good. I'm sorry, say that. Ask that question one more time, please. I, uh, he was asking about accessing the equity in your house. Equity in your house not only is not taxable when you access your equity in your house, also it will not count towards or count against your Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid benefits. Yes. Okay. Yep. Good. I just wanted to hear it as it related to the reverse mortgage. It's the same thing then, and that's cool. Now, the the one that I really want to get excited about because I want to discuss and I want to hear your thoughts on it, <clears throat> I think is going to benefit and why I did this and focused on this is really for Heckam for purchase. Right now in the market, there are people out there that are just like me. They own their home. They should have been moving to right size, downsize, whatever the terminology you want to use, because I don't need all the space I have. But because where I would have wanted to move would have cost more money, another mortgage to me or whatever, I don't I didn't want to move. I stood still. I'm staying where put. I'm staying put. But now under the Heckam for purchase, I'm able to sell my property. This for round numbers, let's just say five hundred thousand. I want to buy a three hundred uh, a five hundred thousand dollar home. But I'm only going to have to put down 275 on that home and never have a monthly mortgage. This new home's going to be low maintenance, low, low maintaining. I don't have to go up and down stairs. It's a one story. All of these positive things for me to move out of my home now to move into another, but I'm only going to have to put 275 down and I never have a monthly mortgage payment. That's enticing for me to sell my home maintain some of that liquidity out of that purchase and buy a new home, a more up-to-date home and not have a monthly mortgage payment. This is a brand new program that comes around that you're able to use a reverse mortgage for a purchase. And here in Texas, both parties have to be 62 or older to utilize this program. But it does entice somebody like me to move and sell my home and go into another home. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll guarantee you 85, 90% of the general public has no clue that that's a possibility. Well, that's why we're doing it, isn't it? <laughs> well, and that's that's the point. To the point. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's something to talk about. Um, you know, baby boomers are a big, still a big portion of the population. And, um, you know, getting older, getting sicker, living longer, though, and I would say healthier at the same time. So, um, you know, that $275,000 to a, a new home with no maintenance, one story, maybe with a little handicap help, that kind of thing in it. Uh, very attractive. That's that's a great point, Blair. 
I mean, you're still going to require insurance. You're still going to require taxes to be paid and maintained. But the bottom line is I'm not having a mortgage payment and I'm able to buy that new home and I'm able to maintain some of the cash from the sale of the departure home. So it's a great relocation. As I said, downsizing or right-sizing, upscaling. Uh, this also can be used for divorces where, hey, in the later years, they're, they finally the they, can't, they can't live together anymore. Uh, but this, this allows them to purchase a home and not have to gain a payment. Here's, here's a basic table, Heckam for purchase. And these are basic purchase price amounts, ages, and then I'm going to tell you how much they have to come to the table on. Okay, so this gives you an idea. Five hundred thousand dollar home, age sixty five. They're only bringing two seventy one to the table at closing. Not a bad deal buying a home, never having to make a mortgage payment, buying a five hundred thousand dollar home. At age seventy, it's two fifty five. At age seventy five, it's two forty two five. Six hundred thousand dollar home, sixty five is three twenty four. So again, understanding going into a home, this may be an upgrade, it may be the right size thing that we're doing, but I'm able to afford that home less amount, 54% of the payment and never have to have a monthly mortgage payment. Until you die? Well, even until I die, that home is, there's two recourses for your heirs. One, they can pay back the loan, really three, pay back the loan, Two, they can walk away from it, give it to the bank. Or three, they can buy it for 95% of the value of the home. They can take out a loan and it's given to them for 5% less than the value of the home. And they're able to buy that home. They have that right, that decision to make one of those three decisions. But wow, if you've been able to- Upside down on the house though. Let me, let me clarify that a little I'm bit. sorry? You'd have to be upside down on the house. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay off the mortgage. It, if it goes to market, they're able to buy the home for 95% of the value that the bank is trying. The well, current value by, of the home? By going to the market, that means that, again, they're upside down on the mortgage, as I understand it. I mean, you may be correcting me on this, but and you've done the training more recently, but you'd have to be upside down to go to the market in order to buy it for 95%. Well, the bank is also insured for those exact reasons that somebody outlived their standard actuary tables, stayed in the home longer, and yes, they're upside down. Right. Right so, now, yeah. I'm seeing more and more multimillionaires using a reverse mortgage and using it for investment reasonings for for purchase reasons for other things there's got to be some other data points along with this that reverse mortgages become such a great tool for those people that are multimillionaires. so i see this as a value i see this as something that to consider for purchasing a new home and getting some people to move as opposed to stay still now not all the things are going to be perfect for everyone and yes, you know, if your wife is an accountant like mine is, she goes, no, I want to leave the home to ever to, to our kids and it's paid off and we want, okay, I'll fight that battle later. 
But the bottom line of it is, I think this is a great tool for the market today, and especially for the baby boomers that, hey, I might need to move. Maybe I want to go buy that lake house, or I want to go buy into one of those 55 and over active living conditions and able to buy, but I don't want a mortgage there. I'm going to be on a fixed income. Yeah, I mean, I, they're all good points. And, you know, if you're, a, a, like you said, the multi-millionaire, you know, gazillionaire folks, it's a, probably a smaller piece of their pie. And it's just another shift in how they handle their money, where if you're an average person and it's your primary wealth, which generally a paid off home is a significant amount of an average person's wealth, then... Um, a lot of this information coming out today is going to be helpful to them because uh, I, nobody knows about it. I'm sure the multimillionaire people have a big head start. They've been, you know, they've got people that do this for them and stuff. But for the average person, this is a perfect show to hear the things that those folks have probably known for a while. And I think a lot of people just have seen it on a commercial somewhere along the line. They don't really know what it means. They've heard of it. They don't understand it. And they certainly don't know about if you're 65, you pay, you know, 280,000 for a $500,000 house or whatever. Nobody knows that. So um, good information. Well, and it, it is unfortunate that Dave Ramsey has been so negative on reverse mortgages and so many people do listen to him on financial issues, but the reverse mortgage program initially and Tom, you, you probably know a little bit more about it back then it was a scheme of sorts. It took advantage. Now the program is not, you're not able to take it, be taken advantage of as easily and understanding the program, it's a value to the, the borrower. So I think uh, the, the one thing to gather from that when you're talking about most, most using this product and program are millionaires. They're a millionaire for a reason. They know how to use their money, know how to work their money. So it, it if they're able, you know, let's let's take a let's take a key or a clue from those who we can learn from uh, in that sense. Well, it's just like our, I think of that. It's just our recent show about rent versus buy. You want to be asking questions, and everyone should be teachable. Everyone should be even even myself looking at things. I want to look at every option available. I, I can I can get my wife to talk to me about it, but. She is very heartfelt on maintaining that wealth uh, since the home is paid off. And, and Alan, to your point, paid off homes make our, our home values, equity in the home makes up generally 75% of your wealth. Yeah. And that goes to the, that goes to the part about when you're playing around with that amount versus, you know, maybe a 10th or a one twentieth of what you own. There's a different logic there. And to Jeff's point, that's how they got there. Of course, they're ahead of the game or they're more disciplined or they've, you know, had better parents in life and got them going the right direction or they've studied they worked, hard. They learned. worked their plan. That's They had a yeah. plan and they worked it. But most people's, that's why I like this information going out. It's, it's, it's what people are not aware of. And, um, and I think you're right too, to the point of early, reverse mortgages some of them were difficult i know a person that a vietnam veteran who went through it and um he died in his home and it was there were some issues along the way stressful 
but it's good to hear somebody like you telling everybody that that's changed. Things are better. And, um, we're doing it for all the right reasons. We're doing it correctly. And you can very well benefit from these programs. Just go out get some information, talk to somebody that knows about them right here at welcomehomeradio.net and, and learn what it can do for you. And if it's not for you, go the other way. <laughs> this guy right here. We're having way too much fun here. We encourage you to ask questions. <laughs> yes, we do. We, okay. we should. So I want to go off on my tangent real quick, okay? Yep. Okay, my tangent deals with this. First off, I want to remind this is I, some people we might have turned off by saying millionaire. If you're that $500,000 example, $400,000 example, the one that uh, Blair just give, gave you with 250, 270, 280 down, depending on your age, idea. obviously the older you are, the less you have to put down. But when you put that money down, that other $250,000, if you put down 250 on the new house and have no mortgage, that other $250,000, again, I want to emphasize to our listeners, is tax free. You do not owe taxes on it. You do not get that option to do that with any other type of investment you've made. And that is the huge, huge walk away for our listeners that are in this situation to say, you know, I'd like to do some little traveling while I still can. I'd like to go up to Windstar Casino on the bus and play, uh, you know, up there on Wednesday, on Wednesday afternoons. And what that, that's the Windstar. Uh, or, you know, I've got this equity in my house. Why, why am I sitting here not being able to do some of the things I'd like to do later in life? Join the bowling league and, you know, that kind of stuff. Or go play pickleball or build your own pickleball court. Oh, my gosh. Get my spouse all crazy about pickleball. But bowling's new. Pickleball's been around forever. Well, that's good to hear, but it's the newest craze, pickle and chicken, if you want to go do pickle and chicken. <laughs> Forward. I haven't been there yet. Have you? You've got to be kidding me. I had to quit pickleball. <laughs> Your name? I might have a chicken and pickle for My lunch foot. now that I think about it. Your what? My I'm foot. having chicken and pickle for lunch now. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I got a store once a week. <laughs> I knew if I got involved with this, it would go down the hill. Uh, but as a second piece of my tangent, I want to stress to our listeners, do not own real estate. And this doesn't matter if you've got a reverse mortgage or not. And this is what Alan expressed just a few minutes ago. I hear people say, well, you know, I had, I had a bad deal with a reverse mortgage and yada, yada, yada. And the, my first question out of my mouth is, did your folks, did your parents have a will and the answer is eternally when they have problems, no. And that exists for every type of real estate you own. I had one of my students this week in, her, in my class and complaining about her, uh, you know, her mom passing away and all the siblings are fighting about this piece of land. And I'm just like, it is unconscionable to me to own real estate and not tell what you want to do with that property after you're not here. And I don't believe any of us are eternal in this group as far as that goes or anybody that I've ever known in my lifetime. It's just not fair to go and go along and have real estate 
And these do make things a little bit more complicated because you've got a mortgage on the property, but no more complicated than a regular mortgage is concerned. So getting that uh, out, I always want to emphasize, please, 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 as a matter of course, whether it's a reverse mortgage or otherwise, you need to have a will. And then the last thing I wanted to also talk about was the, uh, the money and the protection. This is uh, what Blair brought up. Uh, you know, I want to leave this legacy to my kids. I want to leave all this money to my kids, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, no, I gave them an education. I paid for their education. And as a result, just like my mom, once I paid for your education, Tommy, don't come back. Except maybe at Thanksgiving and Christmas, maybe. Not with that other girlfriend, though, you knew from college. Please don't bring her. But anyway, I hear all those voices Speaking going. I hear a lot of TMI going I'm on so here. Speaking about a will. It was a, <laughs> it's a flashback. I'm sorry. Oh, I hope you got a will, brother. <laughs> oh, when, when do you go see your therapist? Be quiet. I know. Have technical problems, folks. We'll be right back. It says let it go. But but the uh, the idea here is that, you know, my kids to think that they want to move back into my house is crazy. I know that, they, you know, we always think, well, you know, our kids want to come back to the house they were raised in. My kids have life in, you know, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio and in Cleveland, South Carolina. They're not uprooting their family to come back here. So they're just going to dispense with the house as they would with any other will type situation. And I approached my younger son and said about, you know, about four or five Thanksgivings ago, I'm thinking about getting a reverse mortgage. I was explaining to him how they work, and I could tell he just wasn't listening. So I turned to him, grabbed him by the shoulder, said, Chris, listen to me, man. You know, the first 17 years of your life, I drove you around. We took you out. We fed you. You know, we had good times together, and we went to events together. I'm thinking, and then the, last, and then the first three or four years of your life, I changed your diapers. So what I'm thinking about is moving in with you the last 17 years of your life and then the last three or four years of my life, you can change my diapers. And he said, Dad, whatever that reverse mortgage thing is, go ahead and do it. That's just fine with me. Don't it, Well, if it's not going to have you moving in, me changing your diapers. You got his attention. I got his attention. And so when you say diapers, you get everybody's attention. <laughs> You know, right to be fair, in today's world, there's a lot of stop it. <laughs> a lot of kids have moved in with their parents. It's happening, and um, they're not talking necessarily about reverse mortgages as the reason to not do it or do it. But that's a great point. The way we came up, you're 18, you're going to stay here. You're paying rent <laughs> or get out. And I remember the days. You know, I was out at 17 when I got out of high school. So that's how it works. But today it's a little different just to be real. Um, but yeah, I love your example, Tom. It's, that's the ideal situation. Raise your kids and they get out and, and you do what you want with your money because it is your money. It ain't theirs. Oh, wait, yeah. wait. Tom, seemed to, Tom seemed to have grown up in a Latin family because Latins always have more kids because that's their investment for the future. They're going to live with each child during, down the line somewhere. There I mean, go. I understand. But of course, my kids are saying there's no way, Jose, to move in, Bevis. So you go find your own situation. Well, I'll tell you what my uncle Ricky Ricardo told me when I was growing up. <laughs> and I can believe that, to be honest with you. You put the lime in the coconut and you shake it all up. 
(laughs) (laughs) Not really Ricky, but still, okay, close enough. Well, I hope we've shared some good information that at least you can ask us some more questions at welcomehomeradio.net. Find us there, like us, share us. Guys, this is so important that this program is out there available for those that are 55 in so many states, but here in Texas, 62, that this opportunity is there for them to make some changes to their life that would be positive in so many ways. So just track that information down, talk to us, find us. Uh, I'm very excited to be able to offer this to my clients just for the fact that, hey, it is a benefit now to where it's not taking advantage. There is insurance backing the lender so that they will get their money ultimately, but that it, your heirs can still benefit from this as well. So any other thoughts, more comments, questions? Well, can I share one last story? I know sure. we like stories. Last um, story, here we go. What happened at Thanksgiving? Yeah, <laughs> no, this was after When you brought your girlfriend that mom didn't want? <laughs> she did not end up being the one I married. That's technical sure. difficulties are coming up again. Uh, Wait a minute. Well, I just want to know, did his mom like his wife? I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, she actually did. I'm the only one that's been married forever. So, you know, apparently my wife worked out. The other ones didn't for my brothers and sisters. Oh, boy. Uh, ouch. <laughs> uh, but Christmas time <laughs> around the homes, fam. Enough aside. Helped a lady once with a reverse mortgage. She was 72 years of age and her husband had recently passed away in the previous two or three months. Uh, I'm sorry, the previous six months before I met her. When you pass away and your sole income is based off Social Security, which is 42% of Americans when they retire, their sole source of income is Social Security. One is higher than the other. Typically the males is higher than the females because they were in the work uh, situation workplace longer than the the female, Uh, and they were making more when they retired. As a result of that, when one passes away, what happens with the two Social Securities you've been receiving? Lowest one goes away, and you just get the, the highest one. So your car insurance went down, your utility bills went down, your taxes went down on your house. No more diaper changes. The diaper cost went up, that's for sure. But the reality is that now you're stuck with just one income. So this lady, 72 years of age, had to go back and work as a lunch lady at the school district where she lived at 72 years of age and stand on her feet for eight hours a day. And that, to me, was just really rough. So we talked about getting the reverse mortgage. She gets the reverse mortgage. And as a result of that, she ended up with being able to quit her job, being a lunch lady, have enough money to pay her taxes and insurance when it's necessary, actually live a a decent life, pay off the small mortgage that she still had on the house that her husband and she had, this was their dream house, so she didn't have to sell the house. And in the last two years, she's gone back and refinanced it and been able to draw more money out of the house with the increases we've seen in the values of the property. And as she tells me from time to time, we'll talk. I'll just call and see how she's doing. And uh, the last time she said, yes, Tommy, you know, you made it possible for me to be able to go 
the Windstar Casino on Saturdays and go with my friends on the bus and then come back down and I can play bingo on Wednesday nights. And I mean, she doesn't have this wild, crazy lifestyle of going to the disco every Friday like me. Uh, but she's definitely in the situation where she can enjoy enjoy her life in these latter years. And it's strictly because of the reverse mortgage she got. Well, that's awesome. great. That's good. That's real. You really made a difference in her life. And that's pretty cool, bud. Well, it's she's just a sweet lady, and it's just one of those things. You look back, and now she's 77, and she's still doing well and getting around fine. She still drives to go to the store. I mean, she's she's all there. You know what you really ought to do now, though, is get her a disco ball just to have in your house. <laughs> I'm trying to forget get get rid of the John Travolta I nightmare mean, that he's uh, out there. My guess is there might be one or two disco balls in his attic. Well, thank you for those stories, guys. Again, this is exciting times and available. That's a great story. I loved it. Thank you for sharing. And hopefully this has helped somebody out there. So appreciate it. I'm Blair Thomas. I'm Tom Holmes. Staying alive, staying alive. (laughs) And I'm Alan Payson. If he keeps singing, the rest of us might not be. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Jeff Duffy, hanging out with this crew. (laughs) God bless. Thank you all. Peace. Welcome home radio production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listing of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information. This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.